Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We've made a mock beach in the backyard, and I haven't even brought in sand, but, um, you know, we put out the chairs, and, and we play almost as if we're at the beach, and then, you know, we have some buckets of water and they they go dip it in and they're playing with their sand toys you know just it's all about imagination hey thanks for listening to we're momming today if you're listening on a smart speaker or website make sure to find me lauren simonetti on your favorite podcast platform like apple Podcasts, google TuneIn, and stitcher and don't forget to leave me a review We're momming today with Adrienne Appel with the Toy Association, a trend expert about, well, how to entertain our kids. <laughs> Summer could be a, you know, a, a source of anxiety for a lot of people because, well, there's more time that you have to fill up. <laughs> and we've learned from coronavirus how to fill up that time, but we might be out of options. So you've got some options for us. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I have two little kids home myself and my husband and I, you know, have been struggling with the homeschooling, working, but really trying to make that time fun. And um, it really passes the time and we can find an activity that we all really enjoy together or even something that kids can do on their own that can free up time just when, you know, you have a conference call, you want to go cook some dinner. So the geniusofplay.org is a website that the Toy Association's had for years. But, um, you know, there's a ton of different play ideas and information on there. And they launched a campaign called Play Today and um, really giving you ideas for kids of every age, every stage and things that families can do together. So, um, you know, I'll definitely be using it to supplement some of our summer camp activities here, you know, this year. What What are some examples? Um, I feel like, you know, maybe three months ago, I tried to have honestly, almost a new toy or a new activity for every day of the week. And then obviously that becomes impossible to keep up with. Um, And then I got really creative and I did different things, but I've lost my creativity. So (laughs) help us fill in the fill in the gaps here. Well, you know, it, that's really true. And what happens is you spend all this time being creative and your kids are more interested in the box that the toy came in, right? So, um, oh, yeah. to, to, you know, we to do, do the big cardboard boxes. We have made um, like lemonade stands out of them. And, you know, you can hide in a box, all sorts of things, even though the boxes are dirty. And I'm like, stop touching the box. You can't help it. <laughs> um, one of our favorite activities that my kids have loved to do is, you know, we're, we're not able to go out to restaurants right now. Um, they've been making their own restaurants. So um, everything from making the menus to sometimes they use Play-Doh. Sometimes they'll ask for some food that is in the refrigerator or something that, you know, they can prepare the 
easily enough themselves, even if it's just a, a snack. <laughs> um, and they'll, they'll seat my husband and I, um, they'll play music. One of them will be the waiter, one will be the back of the house. Um, my daughter has fired his her brother about three times from his job, um, but he, he always gets rehired for their cafe. Um, and just to take those, you know, some of those different things. Um, they like to build forts and tents um, inside. Um, you can make an obstacle course inside or outside. And even, um, you know, we've, we've hosted a lot of stuffed animal birthday parties. Um, there's a there's a lot of preparation that goes into decorating the room to inviting guests. So we've taken some of the activities that they're missing, um, you know, have been unable to do, and we're, we're bringing them home and, and they're kind of, you know, they're the one in charge. They're planning the birthday party. They're, you know, they're pretending it's at a bounce house and they're putting down cushions from the couch. Um, sometimes, you know, when you're not as curated with them, you, you give them that that big idea and you let them kind of figure it out on their own. And they're, they're much more creative than we are. I, I at least that I am. <laughs> okay. I, we've done a lot of that. It always ends up in me having a huge cleanup, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I can put the, the, you know, the pillows back on the couch and do the dishes and all of that. Um, in terms of toys, I bought a lot of different activity type toys. Um, I've even signed up for some of those monthly boxes where you get some sort of STEM project mm -hmm. each month. And, and I have to say, they've been mostly misses. Okay. Um, do you have any advice on, on something that I could actually purchase that would work in, you know, just either something that they can play with together or with me and their dad or alone that yes. you know is likely a hit? Yeah, well, we have um, a lot of different, on the website, there's a lot of different STEM activities that you can do, and it doesn't necessarily involve buying anything, which is kind of what I like. Um, a lot of simple things that you have around the home, like making um, cardboard creations, but you can use a cereal box. Um, you can create a house. Um, something that what you look like or maybe you want to live in one day. Um, you could talk about what resources you need to construct the house, um, you know, walls and doors. If you want to get creative and you're okay with paint, you can paint it. Um, so I think you can make a robot, like those different things. And you can talk about the kids with the kids and let them kind of do what they want. Then you can also use Play-Doh, clay, marshmallows, and toothpicks, different popsicle sticks. And you can create 3D shapes and kind of building. Um, you can make a, you know, a, maybe a tent for your next camping trip and throw in the Barbie dolls. Or um, you can talk about designing it first and then like building a plan. So, you know, for kids who love to play with Lego and maybe, you know, you've exhausted your sets or you want to try something different. Um, so that's kind of teaching them a little bit about like engineering and um, different, um, you know, like a lot of different science activities with plants and sunlight. Um, we have an experiment up there where you use cabbage or celery and um, food coloring. So you can see um, how the water is moving through the leaves. So, you know, like a opaque kind of vegetable. So it's kind of a fun science thing. And you can let, ask the kids to predict how, where do you think the water is going to go? How do you think it's going to move? So um, again, things that you may or may not have around the house, but, um, you know, easy enough to put together. Okay, Adrian, hang on one second. We're going to have more momming today right after this. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
And we are back talking hot toys, hot activities, things you can do. Um, well, I mean, we're still locked down, I suppose. It's, it's opening up, but I, mm-hmm. you know, it, it feels still locked down. It's not like indoor gyms or, or play areas or, or yeah. pools are, are open in where I live yet. Um, with just activities that we can do as the weather gets warmer and we're looking to get outside a little bit more. Um, and we were talking about science projects that you can do at home. Um, what else you got? <laughs> so outside for us is, uh, you know, probably my favorite place to be. Like you mentioned before, clean up sometimes is hard. You know, outside, I think we're a lot um, more permissive, a lot of things that get a lot of their energy out. So um, we've been getting a lot of sports and outdoor toys, a lot of pop-up, different pop-up tents. Um, we can role play the vacation, but, um, you know, if anybody has... You know, you can make s'mores. You can do all these fun things. We're doing a lot of sports here. I have a, a five-year-old boy who, you know, has been sick of being cooped up in the house. And he is all about golf. And, um, you know, we, we taught our kids how to ride bicycles without training wheels. But I think having, um, like, sports competitions is really, really fun. So um, there's a toy called Birdie Golf that we love. Um, he's learning how to play golf in our backyard. Um, I, I also love, you know, bubbles. And I think bubbles are great for all ages, not only blowing the bubbles, but kind of chasing the bubbles, being outside, being active, and then even um, arts and crafts to bring outside. Um, you know, some of those slime kits that, you know, your kids love, you, you may not. That's um, a great thing to bring outside. So to kind of have that outdoor classroom, um, you know, get the energy out has been, it does wonders for my family, at least. Oh, Play-Doh is banned inside. We're only allowed to play with Play-Doh mm-hmm. outside because the little, that, the little pieces, you know, that fall off, they, when they get stuck in a carpet, they don't come out. So just so every mom out there knows, Play-Doh, slime is allowed inside for the most part, but Play-Doh has to be outside. We, I have an idea. We do this one game. I don't know if you've done this. We shut off all the lights and we put on like uh, spy music, Mission Impossible type music. And we dress up as spies, you know, sunglasses and like robes. And we just like kind of quietly go around the house trying to find each other it's hilarious and i break a sweat i love it we do that probably every friday night that's like our thing um but again running out of activities and ideas i have a swimming pool and and that is a luxury because that gets them tired and it occupies like many hours of the day Mm -hmm. um but other than that i mean you know here we are my kids usually do camp in the summer i know Mine too. And, you know, instead of occupying a few hours after where you can go to someone's house for a play date or take the family out for pizza, um, you know, you're, you're filling a lot of those hours. So um, we're, we're doing some sports tournaments too. Um, we, we've had a lot of boys versus girls. The girls usually win. <laughs> um, yeah. Stock soccer. And then I'm trying to have them do things that, you know, one of them's good at to teach the other one. So, you know, you, you empower your little expert, you know, whether they're great at arts and crafts or, you know, my daughter loves to, um, you know, pick out my son's outfits and help him get dressed, help him get dressed in the morning. And you know what? We, we, we call her the fashion expert and it takes about a half an hour because she'll lay out certain outfits and she'll, you know, say, Hey, do you feel like Ninja Turtles today or Sonic? You know? And it's, so I think like if you empower them, it doesn't always have to be about us. You know, we can, we can give the big idea or lead the activity, but again, you know, leave it up to them, you know, when, when possible. Um, you know, sometimes they do surprise you. So the fake camping trips, we've actually even, you know, we've made a mock beach in the backyard and I haven't even brought in sand, but, um, you know, we put out the chairs and, and we play almost as if we're at the beach. And then, you know, we have some 
buckets of water and they, they go dip it in and they're playing with their sand toys. It, it, you know, just, it's all about imagination. Um, you know, think about the things that they love to do and, you know, ch- try to recreate as best you can at home. We actually did the mock beach right when everything started. We had a vacation lined up for um, the middle of March. So obviously we didn't go and we did the, the fake beach at our house. And I, I started to cry because it's right when everything was hitting. It was very heavy. We weren't used to it. And I just said, wow, like what is going on? I, I'm, I'm, I'm recreating a vacation experience, but the reality of the situation was, was really scary. And it's yeah. nice to know we're slowly getting out of it right now and things will start to open. And we've started to see certain people, you know, like you kind of form a, a group where maybe you quarantine together. Yes. So that, that for us, that group is my parents and my in-laws and um, my brother and my sister-in-law. And I'm not comfortable expanding that group just yet. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I think maybe by the end of summer, we will expand. And it, it's just so not like the first time I saw my brother, which was recently, because he has two kids. It was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> it was like a weight was taken off my shoulders, you know? It's I like know. you're a person and we the kids can play. And it was nice. Yeah, it is nice to expand the circle, but you know, it's great. The kids are learning and, you know, they always say the kids are resilient. And I think by, you know, keeping your kids busy and and having fun with you, um, I know this has been a lot on all of us, but um, I think if we could take away that at the end of all this and, you know, 10 years from now, I think our kids are going to remember my, my son always calls it, we go on adventures because we'll go to the beach or we'll go hiking yeah. or, you know, and, and it's always the four of us. I mean, we, we do see some family, you know, socially distanced every once in a while, but you know, for the past, you know, how many days it's been the four of us and he talks about our adventures. So I think, you know, if you can create some fun adventures and lasting memories, that's, that's what they're going to remember. Right. And um, hopefully yeah. that's what we can take with us too. It's the environment you create. So I always say the flip side of you not being able to to do your gymnastics and see your friends is that you're spending so much time with mommy and daddy Um, (laughs) and your brother and my daughter and my son are kind of, I think they need some space right now. But anyway, (laughs) Um, what do you expect any of these adventures, homemade toys, family activities to spark new trends in the actual physical toy market? So the the trends that we've been seeing in the actual physical toy market are things that you'd probably expect, but I, I think they're going to stay. So you know, as you mentioned, when you were first home, you know, you were clamoring to get stuff to keep kids busy. But it's not just about you know kids that are you know typically toy age. We saw a lot of family games, but we also saw games for adults and a lot of adults playing together on Zoom and a lot of jigsaw puzzles. Um, a lot of like you mentioned, like arts and crafts, science kits, a lot of outdoor stuff like like swing sets and you know play huts and those kinds of purchases. And um, I think some of that will continue because you know families are, are slowly getting back to normal. But you know game night, you know maybe more of a mainstay. Um, some of the toys that weren't doing so well during this time were more of those those collectibles, you know, those toys that the kids are unboxing, you know, typically what they ask for for the holidays. So we think, you know, there, there'll be a balance out. And, you know, when it comes to the holidays, you know, mom isn't driving that purchase. That's still the kids who are, you know, making those wish lists and writing their letters to Santa Claus. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, but I definitely think that play has become even more um, an important part of our family lives. You know, we were always so busy. We were always rushing around. And when the genius of play actually started, it was to kind of remind families why play was important and why, you know, they could 
get the benefits of play. You know, their kids would learn emotional benefits, the cognitive benefits. And I think that, you know, we've all been playing with our kids for a lot more than we ever had the time to do. And I think when you walk away from it, um, you know, while we will welcome some alone time and some nom time and, you know, to have a date with your husband or go out with, you know, a mom's night out with your friends, I think that the lasting benefits of what has been going on with play, and it's something that I'm going to make sure that I'm going to make more time for. Um, I think we were always so structured and rushing off here and rushing off there. And I always thought my kids are going to be so bored. I need to, you know, entertain them. And, you know, they'd always ask, where are we going next? What are we doing next? And I think this has taught me that we can kind of, kind of slow down a little bit and how important it is for us to all be playing together and, you know, what I've learned about them. So I think that, you know, that will continue. Yeah. I always made sure, you know, three months ago, there was an activity that they were signed up for almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see myself going back to that hectic pace. Um, but nonetheless, we'll slowly get back. I know for many parents right now, Christmas and Hanukkah seem so far away, but for the toy industry, that's right around the corner. Um, do you expect the consumer to come back and buy toys the way they did in 2019? And do you expect those toys because of the manufacturing slowdown, both China and here and around the world, mm-hmm. having been somewhat shut off? Do you anticipate any hot toys not being available more so than in years past? Um, I think that right now, China is getting back to capacity. You know, people are starting to open up stores and we'll have a better idea what, what that looks like. Um, in terms of a hot toy short, shortage, it's always pretty interesting because we always see these hot toys emerge like in the fourth quarter. And it's usually the kids that are like driving the purchases. And, you know, often you know, there'll be this hot toy that you can't get your hands on. And that's kind of luck of the draw. I mean, most of the time people don't know what that hot toy is going to be, believe it or not, because if it was, they'd be making more of it, right? You know, the manufacturer yeah. wants wants to make money. Um, in terms of purchasing for, you know, this year versus last year, the toy industry actually has done pretty well in a time, you know, the time where we've kind of all been home and um, in, a, in a time typically where we don't see a huge number of toy sales. As you mentioned, obviously, it's very cyclical. Um, but I don't think because people were buying toys, you know, in March and April, um, that's going to affect holiday spending. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see what's happening with the economy. Obviously, you know, unemployment is a concern for so many families. But we do know, um, you know, in the past that people are always willing to kind of spend money on their kids. And you might not take that family vacation or buy that flat screen TV because you're, you know, trying to save or, you know, money is a little tight. So people will always kind of make room to buy toys for their kids. And the average price of a toy is about $10 in the United States. So there's always something for everybody. And, you know, most parents are going to make sure that their kids are going to have something, you know, under the tree for Christmas or a gift for Hanukkah. Right. Right. Okay. Um, That's refreshing. I can't wait to do Christmas shopping. And like all the stores being open and going in crowds to see the window displays. And I hope we can... uh, we can actually be in that environment oh, yeah. in, let's see, it's June, July, August, September, October, five, six months from now. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe a small version of it. I don't want to socially distance Christmas. No. No, I don't at all. Oh, gosh. Uh, where, where, what state are, are you in New York or New Jersey? I'm in Hoboken. I'm in Hoboken. Okay. So, yes. What about you? So you're able to, um, you're not cooped up in the city, I guess, is my question. You have some space? 
Yeah, we're kind of like the combination of we have, you know, more space we would if we were in the city, but you know, we're not in a big house with a backyard. So we we get the struggle. <laughs> Adrian, thank you for coming on again and helping us uh, find new ideas and creativity to uh, get through the summer. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm pretty sure your kids aren't going to camp, and I'm pretty sure mine aren't either. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But in other states, they can. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.